Welcome back, WIT listeners. Today, we speak with Mawish Hamlani, Managing Director for Accenture's Financial Services Technology Practice and winner of WIT's Leadership Awards for the Unsung Hero category. Mawish has 15 years of experience with leading large and complex transformation programs for Accenture's commercial and federal clients. Passionate about giving back, providing value, and inspiring the next gen, we are honored to have you today, Mawish. Thank you so much for having me. Well, let's go ahead and get started. We always like to start with uh, telling our listeners about yourself, um, your current work or position, and where you're from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I grew up in Long Island, New York, and I went to Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, which is um, a predominantly an engineering school in upstate New York. Uh, That is where I met my husband. And then eventually after getting married, moved down to the DC area because he had a position uh, down here as well. So I'm currently a managing director in our Accenture Financial Services Technology Group, where I'm responsible for overseeing a lot of our technology implementations and programs across several different financial services clients in the Washington, DC metro area. In addition to that, I am also committed to IND and um, I'm the executive sponsor for our Interfeed DRG at Accenture, as well as um, lead several different initiatives that are focused on recruiting and retention of women and minorities at Accenture. And then this past year have been really struggling with virtual school. I have two kids. One is in first grade, one is in fourth grade. And um, as you can imagine, in addition to my day-to-day responsibilities at Accenture, I'm also constantly being distracted by um, (laughs) their requests to help them with with getting on classes or I can't find a highlighter, where are my crayons, et cetera, et cetera. So (laughs) my daughter did ask me to put this in here and that is we did get a pandemic pet. We now have a gecko uh, named Flame who's joined our family. What a great name for a pet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell us more um, about that ERG that you were just talking about at Accenture. It's an umbrella organization where the the intent is really to promote faith-based accommodations in the workplace, as well as allowing a support network. So under the umbrella, you have six or seven different faith-based groups, depending on which geography you're in. And that includes the Christian ERG, the Jewish ERG, the Muslim, Hindu, Baha'i, and Buddhist ERGs. So each one of the faith-based groups um, do their own activities, but we also come together as an umbrella organization to make sure that we have these open dialogues and are building a common understanding of our various different faiths. Oh, that's great. It sounds so inclusive. And, you know, discussion is always important in those type of groups. So I know Accenture is very big in information technology. And that's great that I guess, would you call it that you're in fintech, but how did you get started in the field of technology? And what does your career journey look like? Yeah, absolutely. I always tell people I'm a product of the um, STEM for Girls programs in high school. I was uh, very lucky to participate in numerous different programs in high school that were really trying to get more girls into engineering or technology fields. Um, So I majored in biomedical engineering in college, but then my junior, senior year really started realizing I didn't necessarily want to do a traditional R&D or product development role. So at our career fair, my senior year, I walked around the career fair and ran into a few consulting companies, including Accenture. And I really like this concept of 
being part of larger teams that are doing shorter term projects and providing value to our clients very quickly. I started my journey with Accenture uh, and it was, I think most people in consulting will tell you it was really supposed to be a one or two year plan just to figure my life out and figure out what I really wanted to do. And fast forward 15 years here, I'm still here. I started as an analyst in our health and public services group, where we were helping our client figure out how to become more cost effective to really then drive down the cost for the products that they were developing. And eventually became a functional lead where I had a few people under me and I was responsible for requirements gathering and test oversight, and then continue to grow to a tech delivery manager where I was responsible for end-to-end project oversight and working directly with clients to really define where they wanted to go to managing larger programs, more team members, uh, more than one project, and now uh, leading our fairly large portfolio FS client, financial services clients in the DC area. Most of my relationships are at that VP, SVP, and C-suite levels within our client groups. Wow. And we always talk about exposure for young girls is very important. And that's what really leads them more uh, later in their either career or even further education, that exposure is very important. Absolutely. Yeah. So what advice would you have, do you think, for girls that would enter that STEM field? You know, especially for girls who are interested in, in STEM, I would say you need to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right? The technology landscape is changing so quickly and so fast that we honestly don't have playbooks for everything anymore. Right? It's not like what we used to have 10, 15 years ago. Now there's almost nine out of 10 times I feel like we are in settings where it's a completely new technology and we really need to quickly learn a new skill to figure out a unique solution for a client's problem. So that would be my, my advice. Just learn to be okay with being uncomfortable. Yeah. What's that quote where comfort and growth cannot coexist? Um, exactly. Which is, I believe that's Ginny Romney from IBM. Now, you are part of the WITS Leadership Awards Winners Month uh, for our podcast episodes, and you won the Women in Technology Leadership Award for Unsung Hero. Uh, what inspires you to continue to grow, to continue to be the best that you can be each day? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mentioned that a lot of our clients have very unique challenges and each one of them do require a creative solution. That requires me to be on top of various different technologies and trends. I, I'm constantly taking additional trainings. I'm constantly reading white papers and thought leadership that's out there because my clients expect me to come to them with these uh, solutions to help them come up with those solutions. And so that's really what motivates me and inspires me to, to continue to grow my skills. Yeah, and technology is ever so changing. So <laughs> I know that there are a lot of articles out there each day that vary um, with an explosive growth. What do you think would be your favorite motivational quote? So uh, and this is going to make you laugh. My favorite motivational quote is actually from my daughter. She was probably around eight years old and I took her to the office for take your kids to work day. And she looked around the office and said, wow, mommy, there aren't a lot of girls here. It just caught um, me off guard, right? Because I started with Accenture 15 years ago, and I've seen this really big effort on behalf of the organization to get more women into our workplace. But for her, she still felt like there was a gap. 
so, so that that's really what motivates me. And, and if I can share some some details around that, right? So Accenture is very focused on achieving a gender balanced workforce by the year 2025. So that means equally 50% women and 50% men. We're also actively working towards having women at about 25% in our managing director or leadership ranks. Uh, and right now we're around 24%. So we're, we're getting there. We're very close. But then I'd look at her and she's part of this Generation Alpha, right, which will really be joining us as summer interns or analysts in the next 10 years. And they have these amazing role models of female role models in politics, media and sports. And when they join our workplace, they're not going to be impressed by 25% women in leadership ranks. You know, so we, we need to continue doing more, Accenture in particular. And I know a lot of our clients and um, in the industry have this amazing and unwavering commitment to a culture of equality. So we have set very, very bold goals to really accelerate that gender equality. We're promoting women at all stages in their careers. We're invested in targeted support, flexible work arrangements, comprehensive training programs to really help women thrive. And then we're also advancing gender equality in the workplace by conducting annual global research and convening conversations to raise awareness and encourage action. So with all of this in mind, right, that's what continues to motivate me so that I can continue to grow as a leader and a tech advisor, but also turning around and making sure that there is a strong pipeline of women technologists at all levels. Yeah. And, you know, I always say that we here in this generation, we are here so that we can prepare the young girls in our future to make uh, and focus on making earth shattering changes in the future instead of trying to shatter those glass ceilings, like prepare them now so that all they can focus on is making a change for the better of the world. I love that so much. Now, you've been at Accenture for 15 years, you're very successful. What words of wisdom do you have to share for women who want to also reach their utmost potential? I would say we have to learn to overcome our imposter syndrome. Almost every single female that has reached out to me for mentorship has demonstrated some form of imposter syndrome. I oh personally, right? And I personally, even after I made managing director, I was still struggling with this. I, I had to go through three months of executive coaching to help me overcome my imposter syndrome because I just felt like, okay, I got here because I had the right support. I had the right mentors. I was lucky. I was in the right roles, never really owning the success and the hard work that goes into getting to that point. So that would be my advice is really work on overcoming that imposter syndrome and owning the fact that every role that you're in, someone really thought that you could succeed at it. And that's why you're in the spot that you are at. Yeah. And see yourself for the way that they see you too. It's like someone believed in you. So you should also believe in yourself. That is so hard for us to do. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) <laughs> now, um, what's one lesson you think that you learned from a mentor and how do you apply it every day as a woman in this field? You know, it's it's technology, it's finance. So I was lucky to go through an executive leadership program that was really focused on Asian Americans. And there was all this research that's done about how Asian Americans even though they're highly educated and and get to certain ranks within corporations, have a really hard time climbing the leadership ranks. So I remember having a conversation with one of the mentors that was there. And I said, look, when when I look in my organization and I look up, there isn't someone that looks like me. There isn't, there isn't a female leader from a similar background or a female leader who's struggling with the work life balance of having two young kids at home. And so I'm not seeing the representation. And that's honestly quite demoralizing. I don't know if I 
can do it. And his feedback to me or his key lesson to me was don't worry about them. Just worry about yourself. Don't worry about the ones who have already made it, whether they look like you or not. You have to become that trailblazer if you really want to. Um, mm-hmm. If you really want to climb the leadership ranks, climb it. Because you may not know this, but there are people below you who are now looking at you to see if you're going to be making that leap. And if you are, then you become that that role model for them. So in, in short, he basically said, don't worry about them and, and be the role model that you are looking for. And I felt that was such a great lesson for me to learn. Yeah. And I think one of the other guests early on in our podcast had mentioned that each one of us brings a unique set of skills and you can't get one from one person and, and have the same exact rate absorption of intensity of inspiration double and it's identical. It's it's nothing like that. Everyone comes with their own unique self. It's like running your own race per se. Exactly. And if I can share one more lesson, the one other really key lesson that I've learned. So this was actually from my husband's uncle, who was a senior vice president at IBM when I met him. And he mentioned this concept of the glass ball. And his point was at any point, each one of us is juggling several different balls, right? Whether it's work, whether it's family, whether it's our health or other priorities, and we're constantly juggling them. Most of those balls are made out of rubber. If you drop them, eventually they'll bounce back up. There's at least one of those balls that is made out of glass, which if you drop, it shatters. So you have to understand from your life perspective, what is that glass ball that you absolutely cannot drop? And you have to make sure that you do whatever is required to protect it. So for me personally, that was family. I've definitely passed up opportunities and other amazing roles along the way, but they were just not aligning with what I wanted from a family life perspective. And I do regret it sometimes, but I also realize that this is my glass ball and, and I had to make the decisions I had to at that point. Yep. And it's your choice and you're being super authentic and honest with yourself as far as exactly. what's the priority. Oh, I love that lesson. Now, what's next for you, you think? Maybe write a book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about writing a book. Um, but I can't seem to have time to even read a book these days. Um, I would I would love to go back into the office once you know COVID is over and this is all said and done and, and the kids are back in school. Continue building the strong relationships I have. I've picked up a new account where I really want to focus my energy on and then continue to grow as a technology advisor and leader in our financial services practice. And I I want to continue really being committed to our inclusion and diversity goals. I'm getting involved in a few different things to help with the recruiting efforts and the retention efforts, particularly for women and for African-American and Hispanic Americans. So from a from a career perspective, that will continue to be a big focus area for me. Yeah, so passionate about the community. I love it so much. Now it's time for the fire questions. Are you ready for this? Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Wonder Woman, Linda Carter. Or Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot? Linda Carter. Wonder Woman, Linda Carter. Me too. I told uh, the other guests that we had prior to you that she chose Linda Carter as well. And I said, yeah, I I remember hoping that I'd turn into Wonder Woman. (laughs) (laughs) And getting a little sick, right? Keep spinning around and get sick. (laughs) Getting so dizzy. (laughs) If you could invent one thing, what would it be? 
I would love to come up with a way to better distribute food in this country and across the globe to decrease our food insecurity. Um, honestly, there's 15% of families in the Washington, D.C. area alone that say that they don't know where the next meal is coming from, right? So the level of food insecurity just in our region is so high. And then if you look at across the globe, there's 233 million people who don't understand where the next meal is going to come from. So I would love to focus on that. My family and I have been fasting this past month for mm -hmm. Ramadan. Mm -hmm. And just going through not being able to eat or drink anything from dawn to dusk is quite challenging. And, and we're so blessed and we're so privileged. And I can't imagine how people around the world live like this day in and day out. Yeah, if you invent it, I would absolutely invest in that. That's definitely good. Um, gosh, and just in our area that you think it's it's one of the top areas in the country, it's a big city, but it still happens no matter where. So yeah, that's a great invention. Now, if you could invite one historical figure over dinner, who would it be? So I would invite Carolyn McCarthy. She was the U.S. representative from Long Island, New York from 1997 to 2015. And I think so highly of her life and, and her mission. So back in 19, I want to say 1995, there was a shooting on the Long Island Railroad uh, where her husband passed away from and her son oh became God. paralyzed. And oh um and she was a nurse, right, by education. And she took that personal tragedy and decided to run for politics to enforce better gun control laws. And I just feel like that takes a certain level of grit. And then throughout her time uh, in the Congress, uh, the several different bills that she introduced, most of them did not pass. It just requires a certain amount of perseverance. And so I'd love to just have her over for dinner just to understand how she got through those really tough days and continue to still continues from what I understand to be focused on on making things safer for our families. Wow, what a conversation that would be, right? <laughs> I'd love to have her over dinner. I'd love to understand how she got through those days. Yeah, just to be so strong, moving forward with what would happen and making changes because of what had happened. Wow. Well, uh, such a wonderful conversation here. And I really do hope that our listeners caught all those words of wisdom from you. Thank you so much, Mawish, for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you so much for having me. You may find Mawish on LinkedIn at Mawish Hamlani. And until then, keep inspiring girls and women from the classroom to the boardroom. 